All right, so we are going to tackle uh, Daniel chapter two, maybe chapter four as well, where he interprets the dream, but at least where he receives the dream. Because this is a, a really interesting, fun dive. So on the right-hand side, I've got the, the church's website with the King James Version here and comparing it with over here on Bible Hub, looking at the Hebrew analysis of the text. So, says, I'm just going to read the, the Hebrew, but uh, kind of follow along in the, the King James and, and see what kind of things are, are interesting and different. And in the year second of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, had Nebuchadnezzar dreams and was so troubled his spirit that his sleep left him. So, I mean, that, that's a pretty decent translation there. And gave the command, the king, to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. And said to them, the king, a dream I have had and is anxious my spirit to know the dream. And spoke the Chaldeans to the king in Aramaic. Let's see. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. King forever live. What does it say over here? Adrenadim. Oh, oh king, king forever. Mm -hmm. okay. In Aramaic. King forever live. Tell dream. The dream to your servants. And the interpretation we will give. Mm -hmm. answered the king and said let's see Chaldeans so I guess to the, the Chaldeans my decision is firm if not you do make known to me the dream and its interpretation in pieces you shall be cut, and your houses and ash heap shall be made. So what is it saying over here? Yeah. That if you will not make known unto me, then you shall be cut in pieces, etc. The thing is gone from me. So what is that gone from me? Translate here, it's very different, isn't it? So my decision is firm. That is quite the different translation. <laughs> <coughs> I wonder what decision comes to. King commanded. That translates in all sorts of different ways. Anyway, so basically telling them, like, if you don't do this, I'm going to cut you up and your houses shall be made a dunghill. Um... Here it's an, an ash heap. And however, if the dream and its interpretation you tell, I'm guessing correctly, um, gifts and rewards and honor, great, you shall receive from me. Therefore, the dream and its interpretation tell me. Almost like he's made a contest for them. Uh-huh, yeah. 
like, <laughs> what would that be like if everybody, you know, sometimes I help people interpret their dreams and stuff like that. Like if they made a contest <laughs> for me, though, I'd be out. <laughs> I'm not doing that. The answer to Gideon said, the king, the dream, tell us his servants and the interpretation we will give. Mm -hmm. Answered the king and said, for certain know I that time you would gain all <coughs> according to you because you see that is firm my decision. <laughs> it's kind of hard reading direct across, right? But <laughs> seeing some of these different words and, and what they come across as in the translation because ye see the thing is gone from me <coughs> again it, it's talking about a decision mm -hmm. hmm. interesting so it's not like because i in english always interpreted this like oh i just can't remember my dream the thing's gone <coughs> from me. It, it already left kind of a thing but here it's talking about like a, a decree or a decision uh Something is firm, his decision that he's decreeing to them. So, which if dream, which if the dream not you make known unto me, there's only one decree for you, for words lying and corrupt you have agreed to speak before me until the time has changed, therefore the dream tell me, and I shall know that the interpretation you can give me so it's it's interesting that it's like three times right like they try to <laughs> hey king like tell it to us and then he says no and no really tell it to us three different times that they're they're asking for that while he is imploring them to to actually answer it <laughs> so answer the chaldeans before the king and said there is not a man on earth that the king's matter who can tell therefore according to do it's kind of hard transliterating those ones just a second lord king or ruler this thing no one has ever asked of any magician astrologer or chaldean so are they saying that no one's ever been able to do this Let's see, therefore, there is no... I think you're saying there's no precedent. There's no precedent for mm -hmm. asking people to materialize the dream. They, they'd interpret it, but I think that's the, the part that they're having the difficulty with is the king's withholding the dream and still wants the interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no one can do that. What are you trying to, to get out of us? That's interesting. So, like, if there's not a precedent, but is there a precedent for just dreams uh, regularly? You know, like, if you were to tell the dream that they could tell the interpretation kind of thing. Maybe he's wonder... had these people come in before and he knows that they just give him flattering interpretations. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And this one has troubled his spirit sufficiently that he really is desiring to know you know, what it really means, the truth of it. Yeah. Have you ever had those dreams before where you're just like, oh, yes. I have got to know what that means. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> when you have a big dream, you really don't have any peace until you know what it was trying to teach you or tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, let's see, we're on verse 11. Uh, yeah, like they said, and it's a rare thing that the king requireth, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. So only gods can do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The thing that king requests, it is difficult, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling with flesh is not. So this is an interesting one. Remember how I was talking about the the ruddy man before? Like mm-hmm. this is another version of the the flesh, um, whose dwelling with flesh is not. Um, that that kind of plays into that that whole topic we were mentioning. Yeah. So for this reason, the king was angry and furious, and gave and verily gave a command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. That's pretty <laughs> a harsh <laughs> decree, right? Usually we're, we're killing the kids or something, but, but here, nope, all the wise men of Babylon were down with them. So the decree went out and the wise men, they began killing and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. So why, I mean, this is, fairly early on in the the storyline isn't it so like daniel is considered a wise man at this point or else why would they be trying to kill him and his companions if they weren't considered wise men i have right. well it seems like just in the previous chapter that the king believed that he was wiser than all of his wise men yeah you know but he'd already distinguished himself in that regard that's so interesting. I'm just popping back to chapter one. There it is. As for these four, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding and all visions and dreams. And it goes mm-hmm. down to verse 20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were all in all his realm Hmm. yeah so next time i study daniel 2 i'm gonna have to pop back and and make sure to get daniel 1 in context of it because that that makes a huge difference there i love that thank you um so verse 13 so they began to kill them it's amazing how many times that they're escaping death daniel and and his friends right his companions with (laughs) with each of these episodes here for the the first few chapters it's just one after another then daniel answered with counsel and wisdom um so i guess in two arioch the captain of guard of the king who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, captain, let's see, which the king's why, how is that? Why is the decree? So why has the king's decree so urgent from the king, the decision made known Arioch to Daniel? Okay, so then Ariok is making known to Daniel what the answer is. So Daniel went in and asked of the king. So does Daniel go into to Nebuchadnezzar then? 
Mm-hmm. So what what does art does Aryak not like? We don't actually know what Aryak's words are. He answered and said to Aryak, the king's captain, "Why is the decree so hasty?" The Aryak made the thing known to Daniel, and so Daniel just is like, "Okay, then, I'm going in." <laughs> To give him the interpretation that he might tell the king. Interesting. Then Daniel to his house. So this is the king's house, right? King's house went. And to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, his companions. Decision made known. see the mercies they might seek of whom god of heaven the concerning secret this so that not might perish daniel and his companions with the rest of the wise men of babylon then to daniel in vision in which a night secret was revealed then daniel blessed god of the heaven so isn't that interesting from what we were doing in Learn of Me, or the topical guide study, where um, Aaron and Miriam are brought in, and he says that prophets receive the, the visions and the dreams, but they are encoded, right? Like, you have to work through those. Um, they're not just given clear as when you're speaking mouth to mouth, like that one passage in, in Numbers talked about. And so Daniel's going to have to work for this one. But he did get the, the vision by, by night. And answered Daniel and said, Be the name of God blessed forever and ever for wisdom and might which his are. And he changes the times and the seasons. So what... Do you all think that means? Because we hear that a few different times, right? Uh, that that God changes the times and seasons. Where does that fit into play? Like, what is the, the literal meaning of that? <laughs> or why does Daniel say that when he mentions this dream? Like, okay, I received a dream, and that's the first thing I testify of. God changes the times and seasons. I know that that happens. Uh, it's interesting. Is it in context of this dream? Or is that just a, a general thing that you think they testify of? It, to me, it seems like it's kind of a general testifying of who God is, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, what is that? Would it uh, possibly uh, allude to the fact that the dream vision is about uh, something in the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that could apply, you know, as we were looking at the, you know, what Nebuchadnezzar's dream actually is, it's talking about the, the different things that are coming, the, the different kingdoms and, and things. That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I know with a... cosmism, as I'm preparing for that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it changes times and seasons with actual, like, he, he literally does change times and seasons. Right. right. He, was seeing, he was seeing into, through the dream, he was seeing into a future time not mm-hmm. something that was relevant to what they had were experiencing around them at that moment so it was like being changed into a different time or a different season mm-hmm. 
So it's kind of like opening up his mind to like, this is the God that this is this. Yeah, this is this is God. This is what he does. This is what he will do. Like, and that is good information to have when interpreting mm. that dream, right? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. And like the next phrase there, that he he removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, these are all very interesting as they apply specifically to this dream, but also just in, in general as a prophet is, is testifying. Let's see, we're in 22. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light with him dwells. Yeah. Um, again, pointing back to what we read earlier, the deep and secret things, uh, it basically in the Hebrew just means parables. Um, when you're uh, taking a look at that, like things that are layered so that um, it's not meant to be secret to everyone. Like it's just, it's a, it's a broad statement. And so that those with eyes to see and ears to hear can, can understand it and discern it. Things you have to like seek for a little bit, work to understand mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. And so, yeah, let me go back and. And have the spirit with you to help mm -hmm. your, your understanding. Yeah. Deep. It's interesting that both of these words, because I didn't recognize them from my earlier study, but yeah, they're. Both of those words are only used once in the Hebrew Bible. And so we don't wow. know like the full context wow. of them in, in other things, but hmm. deep yeah. and secret or what? Which wow. One? That is interesting, yeah. Cameron. The Hebrew words for those. So deep here mm -hmm. is um, written as amikata, but amikata is only used once in the so Hebrew. We don't really have a context to compare it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we just are heavily relying upon whoever's mm. translating it to, yeah, it means deep. <laughs> Interesting. And then secret things is uh, whatever that Only is. Only used once. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's only used once as well. So yeah, anytime that something's used like, you know, 800 times is some of those, then, oh yeah, we can get a lot of different nuance to it. But here mm -hmm. where it's just used once, where, I mean, those translators are just kind of guessing and, and hopefully they're right. Wow. But, but wow. I wonder if yeah, like, deep and secret things. Yeah. Be cool if you're like really good and you can like break down the letters and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, so hmm. let's see if it does help us with that. Concordance areas. Okay. So here is the um serat or whatever that is long <laughs> but here is um one of the base words the satra is used mm -hmm. once and that is used in ezra for destroyed so one of the the root words of it is to destroy oh. so the hidden things destroyed i don't see the connection but mm -hmm. i mean that would be a fun deep dive to do is to kind of take a look at some of those things um, Seder, I don't know if that, 
backbiting. I don't know. Yeah. Once we dive into to Hebrew in, in more profound ways, uh, getting mm. to know some of those words and, and what those bases might mean. Let's see what this one. Oh, yeah, it's just that. Let's see. It took me back a little bit. Just a second. Oh, no, it didn't take me back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all off the place. So we're in verse 22 then. Okay, yeah, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what the darkness. He knows what is in the darkness and light with him dwells. So he can see not only the, the brightness, but he also knows of... Uh, the other side as well. So some of God's omnipotence and stuff carried through in that metaphor. <clears throat> so you, God of my fathers, thank and praise you. I, or who me, wisdom and might you have given, me now have made known what we asked of you. For the king's demand you have made known to us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that demand is interesting how it translates as matter over here. I mean, because it was matter a, a has a more, <laughs> It has a much more English uh, tone to it because oh. uh, King Henry VIII was always referring to his desire to uh, change uh, the Pope's mind as the king's great matter. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. Therefore, according to, therefore, Daniel went to Ariok, whom had, uh, the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and thus said to him, the wise men of Babylon destroy not. Take me before the king and the interpretation, the king, I will tell. So, I mean, he could have just went to the king, right? But. No, he pleads for the wise men because none of them deserve to die just because they can't interpret a dream. But uh, the fact that he's taking that dream and uh, helping save them. I also want to add on that king's matter that that was the king that was the king when the translation of the King James was being done. So that was obviously a contemporary um, terminology. Yeah. Yeah, good observation. Let's see, which one? 25. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and thus said to him, I have found a man of the captives, the captives of Judah, whom the interpretation to the king will he make known. Answered the king and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Answered Daniel in the presence of the king and said, The secret, is that what it says? Mm -hmm. The secret. secret. Okay. The secret which the king has demanded not the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. 
I want to look up that secrets word because yeah. I think really. so, so it's only used twice. Wow. It's here in Daniel. Both in Daniel. So mysteries wow. and secrets. Yeah, so like the um yes. the NAS does it as mysteries, the King James does it as secrets, and the international version does it as mysteries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you, kind if of you go to the link from in the the Bible for where it's secrets, and then it goes down to the footnotes, Genesis 40, verse 8. It uh-huh. says, and this is talking about when Joseph is interpreting the dream, mm. and they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me then, I pray you. Mm. That's the link for secrets. Yeah, I love that. That's a good link. Where That's where really do you read that? In other words, that, under the secret under secrets in twenty eight. Ah, that footnotes. Really so from okay. those footnotes, connect them footnotes. That's what it goes to. I right. wonder what, if it's a. But yet, that would pro- that would be a different Hebrew word, technically, right? Since this is the only two times that one has been used. Is that how it works? Uh-huh, yeah, let's let's mm. look up that one. Let's see. Does it say secrets? Oh yeah, because like that King Genesis James. one uh-huh, doesn't say secrets, but it does say interpretations. And yeah. so it's and dreams dealing with dreams also. Oh gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting, um, those uh, in that same footnote, there's that doctrine and covenants as well. Oh, yeah. my spirit, I, I didn't get that far yet. I need to, oh, I need three books to open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very good. There, there we go. For by my spirit will I enlighten them, and by my power will I make known unto them the secrets of my will. Yea, even those things which I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor yet entered into the heart of man. And so that's an interesting verse of of secrets there. To go in, and then it you know it links also to to mysteries of godliness as well. Yeah, I love it. It's so hard to, <laughs> like you said, I need like all these books, all these windows open <laughs> to get everywhere. Um, to do, to do, secrets in man known. Okay. God, there is a God in heaven who does make secrets known to King Nebuchadnezzar. Who and what, where does that fit in? What shall be in the latter days? What shall I wonder be what this who? Hmm. Yeah. So what will be in latter days? So I think that's also interesting. Like, what is the latter days? Because in Isaiah, for example, anytime that he's saying latter days, he means the actual end time scenario, not just the entire latter days. I, I don't know if this will give us any. Well, doesn't I mean he does? Doesn't he say that this? Oh, I get things mixed up. Doesn't he 
say later on after the dream or at some point that, you know, this something about this being for the latter days or and, and uh, anyways, probably. more specific to the end times. I'm, I don't quite remember. I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very <laughs> intrigued if, if it's really going for that and everything. Because like this one, there's only one version of that word um, for ladder. And so I, I'm super intrigued if you find that. Yeah. It says, your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed, this were... You, as for king, thoughts while on your bed, it came to your mind about what would come to pass after this. After this, what does that mean? What verse 29? Oh, I'm too far up. Come to the mind, what should come to pass hereafter, and he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. Hmm. Hmm. That's yeah, I really wonder what that is. That's what the dream is about, is things that are going to happen there, that all these different kingdoms get um, destroyed and stuff. Yeah, when so yeah, is it interprets it. Yeah, and so like, you know, we have like the the brass and the gold and the, you know, iron and clay yeah, feet yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we've we've kind of pictured what all of those were right you know we have like greece and rome and persia like yeah. we've had one kind of set of interpretations but if he is um by the use of that word back here in the latter days those weren't in the latter days those were not even i mean those were even before mm -hmm. christ's coming and so have we just shared one side of the interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream? Does Nebuchadnezzar's yeah. dream again play completely out again on another level just in the end time scenario like Isaiah seen? Like, I totally I hadn't think considered so. that before. Yeah. Um I actually watched a kind of an interesting video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if any of you watched it about a this guy who's saying that Prince Charles is the Antichrist, but, uh, and I think he kind of, uh, I won't even try to repeat what he said, but I think he kind of threw out that. It seemed to me that he may, or maybe he was just disagreeing with just the legs. Anyways, I also did, uh, yeah, anyways, I do think, I do think you're right on that. Just where, you know, it's that, it's that pattern of what has happened will happen, you know, shall mm -hmm. happen again or whatever. And, uh, and so while it can represent that, like just that setup for our day too. And yeah, there was a quote on the Pickering's come follow me for this lesson that, Joseph Smith was saying that the feet represented America. And, and then you think of, so the 10 toes and they went into all the, you know, the 10 toes and the 10 horns and 
you know, tying these together and just how they arise. And anyways, just there's so much. Yeah. It, so it's like, just amazing how it all ties together. Yeah, it, it is <laughs> so interesting to have things on, on multiple levels and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I always thought I had Nebuchadnezzar's dream like down, like, oh yeah. So Nebuchadnezzar's the head of gold, you know, he says, thou art the head of gold. But who does Nebuchadnezzar represent in the end time scenario? And how does that play into the the second interpretation of it as it yeah. comes line by line? Hmm. I'd never yeah. considered that. It's kind of blown you my mind. You should figure that out. Yeah. You were saying about uh, Prince Charles being whatever. Well, he's claimed that he comes from Genghis Khan's in his lineage, you know. Mm -hmm. Are you serious? And, uh, yeah, I'm dead serious, yeah. Well, he, okay, he prays. Yeah, he but, thinks that. Yeah, he tells that all the time that he's from that. Laughs about it. Yeah, that's my where I come from. Well, this guy was like this. It was so amazing, and I mean, I don't know where he got all his information, but he was he was saying that he essentially can trace lineage back to like pretty much any uh, major group of people. You know, like Muslim and uh you know jewish and all these different you know the tribe of down was a big one in prophecy and and so and just showing how like he can essentially claim uh to how you know claim place among any of these people and it could appeal to the whole world or whatever but i don't know it was it was fascinating you know well, yeah, what was the video <sighs> Um, let me see if I can link it. It was, I mean, he definitely like it, it was obviously he. It was obviously had a book to sell. Well, <laughs> he, like, yeah. it, so you got like a million times. Yeah, but just like some of the stuff, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so so I'll, I'll try to link it. And and whether there was just oh, and then have you guys heard of the like Commonwealth thing? Yeah. The the sport thing like where Wasn't they pass so it weird oh, oh my yeah. gosh yeah that was yeah. bizarre was so bizarre and like with the olympics how they same yeah. thing you link back through them they're freaky oh anyways just yeah. these things that are just so blatant yet so like everybody's so blind to what's going on anyways. yeah like what are the all the spectators just thinking Oh, this is a weird movie, <laughs> but well, you know, it doesn't I mean get, anything. They're flying into saw, it. I just saw somewhere, and I think it was Illinois that they are in their city hall or somewhere. They're, I think that's what it is. Don't I may be wrong, but they're putting up a satanic, you know, um, oh, yeah. yeah, great big satanic thing yeah, in there. And yeah, where was this like, at? I think if it was Illinois. Oh no. I believe so. I think it was I, I, the Illinois state capitol that they do it yeah. every year. They open it up to all religions to to set up whatever booth they want there in the, the rotunda. And the Satanists have done it for the past three years and they get crazier each time, but there's like the the little Beelzebub baby, the little oh devil looking gosh. thing that's in its crib and in its manger it's and stuff. Christ. It, Whoa. It's crazy. Whoa. 
yeah i just i just put that link in the chat but oh thanks yeah All right <laughs> yeah that's very interesting but it was interesting because i went to the pickerings thing uh here locally oh. in person and um he was talking about that the if we're really looking at the Battle of Gog and Magog and all of the scriptures surrounding it, that there's two different times that it plays out. Yeah. Um, so there's the Battle of Armageddon, and then there's two battles of Gog and Magog, one at the beginning of the millennium, one at the end of the millennium, which I had never quite considered before. But the mm -hmm. one at the beginning talks about, I, I can't remember all of his references, so I don't know, go to, talk to him. He, <laughs> has a, he, was he did saying, a come follow me uh, on it. You can look up uh, with uh, um, Ezekiel. Anyways, mm -hmm. that he goes into but it. So yeah, you can look that up. He but go was ahead. pointing out that the when you look at all of the original texts describing the Great Wall of China when it was built, it was called the Great Wall of Magog, and that Genghis Khan and his lineage would play out the Battle of. Gog and Magog in the last days or something and he had all of these Ukrainian references and stuff and it was like what? And and when you just barely brought up Genghis Khan with oh, uh, Prince Charles I was like hmm that's coming up twice in one week that's interesting <laughs> yeah uh, <coughs> try to find that one to link to because that was a really I thought that was a cool presentation was oh, that what one was that? Was that the Pickering's one or what was? Yeah, yeah, they have that. Come follow me. Right. And I watched, watched that one, but I must have been distracted on that. <laughs> <laughs> it, but I actually went Had back and listened to it to, again, you know, a few days uh -huh. la later. And I it was like, I was watching it for the first time, you know, and it was finally kind of making sense. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I had some of it. And I'm with you on that. There were some things that were I was overwhelmed by, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And then I think some things didn't quite connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, <laughs> my brain's still like going on all those different tangents. I don't. I'm dreaming though, so. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so the fact that Nebuchadnezzar's dream could play out twice is, is yeah. such an intriguing one. I'm going to have to like try to plug all those things in. I'd never thought about that before, but um, so he's made revealed well, known to you. There was also, I don't know where the, yeah, the, the Pickerings were talking about um, how maybe you know you can say this better than i can because i i'm horrible at trying to you know yeah share what i what impressed on me but they're saying how like oh chapter chapter one and chapter i can't remember the last few chapters in daniel were written in hebrew and then the like two through Oh yeah, eight or something were written in yeah. Aramaic, which yeah. kind of suggested, yeah, yeah suggested Seven, that that eight, was like that. Yeah, do you remember? Okay. Yeah. No, you but they were like something about that kind of signifying that the, those Aramaic chapters were more intended for the Gentiles or something. Am I right on that? 
like one through six was something and seven. I can't remember if it was seven or just eight. They, through, but I can't remember what it was. Eight through yeah, seven. Yeah, I just listened to it today. And I think, I've, yeah, I think it was like chapter one and then eight through 12 were the Hebrew. And then those two through seven or something were the uh, Aramaic. But I can't refine my notes. So, <laughs> so maybe, you know, like that little point too kind of points to it being for us, right? Like not just some interesting history lesson of mm -hmm. you know kingdoms and yeah. stuff but anyways so daniel chapter 2 verse 3 everything up to there was hebrew and then in verse 4 it switches to aramaic oh sorry no then... like chapters not verses chap chapter one and then yeah chapters... so chapter one and chapter two like no so it goes up till chapter two, verse three, everything up until there oh, was Hebrew. You're, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And then okay. after you see where the break is. Oh, right there. Okay. Yeah. Where, and so where, Daniel where chapter two, seven. verse four, through the end of chapter seven is Aramaic. And then it pops back and, and finishes out in Hebrew again. Yeah. Interesting though, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because like I knew that at one point, but like oh. now that we're pulling it into a context, like, oh yeah, <laughs> like of course that that applies to the Gentiles. Or I mean, that's why he would write that way. Yeah, yeah, speaking to the nation. So, and so like when we're looking here at any of these given words, that's probably why they're only occurring once oh. or twice because oh, it's in Aramaic. Yeah, yeah, and it's being that's... translated into a Hebrew, but. Okay. Ooh, that'd be cool to like see an Aramaic translation. Yeah. Wow. See what, what it was written like. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. See, this is good because it jogs my brain again to remember things. I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. I, I'm always like, okay. oh, kind of. I couldn't remember that. Where did I hear that from? And then I, uh, yeah. But the full context and is yeah. not there. <laughs> it, it, but it just mm. brings it back to it helps yep. fill in gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's see. So Daniel is is giving the the credit to God. So, but as for me, not with wisdom that is in me more than anyone living. This secret has been revealed to me, but for our sakes, that interpretation, the king who made known and the thoughts of your heart that you may know. So, yeah, uh, now that <laughs> we talked about the Aramaic and stuff, I'm like, so there's not a whole lot of point in going through the Hebrew original because it's not original. <laughs> I was wondering why it wasn't giving us more aha moments and, and things. But, yeah, um. So the image that of the fine gold, uh, his head was of fine gold, his breast and arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron and his feet part of iron and part of clay. So I have to wonder, like, if the image's head was of fine gold, right? I mean, and we know that that's applied to Nebuchadnezzar at, at one version of the interpretation, right? So is the Antichrist the the 
head of fine gold and then it works its way down through the different nations and, and things that are at the the end times or who would that be is it a consecutive thing like this one or, was because the gold happens first and then the breast happens and then the belly well and it's kind of like well it could well same thing with like you know you have the statue and then you also have the beasts that daniel has in vision and and again like the pickerings were kind of like tying were they tying those together i think so <laughs> i should just not talk i'm sorry no i think they I, were i think they were going with because yeah. then they went down through um italy rome uh, italy the oh. alexander the great then mm -hmm. down oh that's good. um let me think but I'm trying they, to remember. <laughs> um, but they also kind of like, and then they like brought in the tree. Right. That was topped and, and then kind of the stump with the brass and iron and kind of seeing how, oh, like that last king, that last beast or the last kingdom, which would, you know, if you like Joseph Smith was saying the feet was America. Right. And then right. so they're talking about the last beast that arose would technically be America right. because he has the 10 horns and then yep. the 10 toes. Right. And, and, and then the stump was kind of like, you know, you have the brass and the iron bands on it and, and it's, and it's like the, it's got, and we as America have Roman Greco like influence, like, oh, yeah, definitely. like we are, you know, that's our, that's what well, we're greatly we, influenced by. We were the broke off from the British or England, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, the wings that. Yeah, the wings the that come up. That, yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, I wonder if it, if the, you know, the gold head and stuff is more like a kingdom or a, nation or sometimes it's both right i don't know yeah and there's yeah hmm. i remember what else i was going to say about that yeah so i'm trying to find some of my notes i have i'm like <laughs> <laughs> hmm. anyways yeah, that's so interesting. It is, just, it is, and it's so, like, I, my mind keeps, like, pretty much from the start of the Old Testament, but especially these, these, you know, apocalyptic books that we're in, it's just like, holy cow, like, constantly, like, this was for our day, like, right now, and, yeah. and I think, and I just pray that we can open our eyes to that, right? Like, it's it's not just, yeah, it's not just some past thing or showing how, you know, there's so there's relevance to it in such an important way. Instead of just knowing that, like, okay, the head is Nebuchadnezzar, this, this, this. Like, well, why is that important? Because it's a, it's a type of what will happen for us today you know 
Mm-hmm. And it's just my mind keeps yeah, being blown up. So like training. this is so new to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing how it all kind of comes together and starts clicking. And well, if that makes that much sense, then then this other thing, mm-hmm. like well, yeah. you know, like the Book of Mormon was for our day, right? It wasn't written for them contemporarily. Mm-hmm. But um, that it was yeah. written for our day, looking at the same apocalyptic scriptures, mm. like the Old Testament was written for our day as well. Uh, certain ones were specifically for our day and, and no others and mm. all the implications of that. Yeah, but, yeah. It's so much more than, I mean, and the, like you said, there there are layers, you know, you can still get some really important things, but I don't know. <laughs> I've got to catch, I, I'm constantly catching myself about like, okay, don't be frustrated with the come follow me lessons, you know, you know, cause it's just mm-hmm. that like typical, like, oh, what can we learn from this? Or, you know, and well, I'm always just like, mm-hmm. but you're missed, you know, you're missing this. This is Daniel this 10 specifically says, you know, that Daniel sees the Lord and others in the glorious vision. He has shown what is to be in the latter days. And it goes on to, you know, talking about pretty much the the Persians, I mean, all that. So Mm -hmm. the success of kings or war. Crucial part of it. (laughs) And it is linking the, the Medes and Darius and Persia and everything to it. So symbolic of what we are mm-hmm. what other countries are coming up against us because we're definitely Babylon yeah, yeah. oh and, yeah and that was the tree it... the roots yeah. of Babylon right yeah yeah oh my gosh that's amazing but... and so then when Nebuchadnezzar falls upon his face and worships Daniel, um, and <laughs> like, wouldn't you as well, if everything just started clicking, like, <laughs> huh. I mean, not oh, yeah. you, but I mean, in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's like, holy cow, you did see what I saw and you get that it's huge. I mean, this is, this is bigger mm-hmm. than just us. This is, <laughs> this is uh, a massive dream that, that was given to him. Yeah. And and I have to wonder like why was it given the way that it was given? Why was it given to Nebuchadnezzar and for Daniel in captivity to interpret it, etc.? Does all of that serve as a type of the last days when the church is again under the oppression or the captivity that that comes? in the end time scenario Mm. and is that significant of the stone cut without hands um coming and i don't know just playing all of that out i mean i don't know my mind's blown (laughs) don't you think part of that's because they have to it has to be so that you can't deny that it came from god nobody Uh else could have done that you can't there can't be any denial or any well maybe yeah. Oh. Right. Huh. Yeah. I love it. It's it kind of cool. Yeah, you think... 
you think about because yeah it's like he he has this ridiculous request of all of the wise men to yeah say his dream you know and it's like that has served him forever (laughs) yeah and and it's like what the heck but but you could see that like you know maybe that is like you know that kind of like god directing that whole thing to again prove prove he is god right like because at that point yeah there's no denying that where that came from well and even when he had the three in the furnace you know and he says he he looked in and he saw four personages one looked like the son of man i mean Mm -hmm. where i mean how often do you hear that in the old testament talking about seeing this you know somebody like that seeing what did he know what the son of man looked like you know what i mean how did he know what the son of man looked like that was kind of to me it was like you're supposed to be evil why how did you (laughs) yes huh remind me what happens to nebuchadnezzar after he goes crazy i i haven't finished the end chapters of daniel he was crazy for seven years then he actually believes in yeah does he he kind of like get get, regains his senses right he he does and then he believes in in christ and he believes in that and does he essentially like is he considered a righteous man at that point or does he continue to rule as no his sons the, the sons come in and take over and oh, yeah. and that's where it goes well is it the sons are no the meats the person because he's the meads and them come in and take over so i think okay. his master is at persia because then it's cyrus that comes in after that i can't rem- i need to remember <laughs> i need to finish my daniel yeah interesting like with that seven years right like he goes crazy for seven years does that point to the tribulation years is nebuchadnezzar a type of yeah all of yes totally mind i mean that's (laughs) well and there's something in here i can't remember where it was about the 70 years also can't remember where that was something about the 70 years and you know is it coincidence that britain british monarchy just had their 70th too i mean yeah hmm. yeah oh my gosh okay. and the days I lifted up mine eyes unto heaven and my understanding returned unto me and i blessed the most high and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and kingdom is from generation to generation. So he, he did. He praised the king and honor of the king of heaven. All works are truth and his ways, judgments, and those walk in pride he is able to obey. So that's the end of chapter four. So he does. Hmm. He's golden. Oh, that's yeah, knowledge is God at the end. Yeah, I knew I knew I had that marked. Sorry, it took me a minute. <laughs> and then it's Bella, Bella Caesar or whoever that is. 
Belshazzar, comes, yeah. Yeah, comes in. There you go. I'm not good at pronouncing things. <laughs> I make them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> I, I don't know. I wasn't diving into to Daniel that much this week, but I think I'm going to have to rearrange everything in my schedule and <laughs> really do a good deep dive well, the next I, couple weeks. I mean, I did these are blowing bit. my mind. I did quite a bit of it. And I mean, I was, cause I remember when it said that, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, then he acknowledges God and I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah. so, mm -hmm. and he, he did, but we don't ever hear that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So what the thinking of his, you know, some some type for today or something is just interesting. But yeah. Possibly. So there's this head of gold that for seven years goes mad, and that he's a type of coming back to his senses, returning. Hmm. This is all very interesting in the context of like seven years tribulation or um, seven year patterns kind of a thing. What that applies to and what he's a type for and the fact that we were talking earlier that um, what's in Hebrew versus what's in Aramaic and, and how mm -hmm. that might pull in. I know. That's what I was thinking. So, wait, how many chapter chapters eight. were in Aramaic? So I think uh to it was it basically chapter two through seven right and then chapter eight returns to hebrew is yeah. that right so chapters two through seven basically are aramaic i mean it, it kind of it doesn't follow the exact chapter thing but like yeah right two through yeah. seven includes the aramaic hmm. so cool yeah so chapter se seven essentially ending with adam on diamond yeah mm -hmm. and that chapter seven is all of daniel's dream that's the app apocalyptic what apocalyptic how do you say that Ap apocalyptic there you go yeah. section <laughs> of it yeah 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 told you i can't talk so yeah, that's what uh, Farrell was pointing out. So like in the statue, you have like essentially five kingdoms and this says four beasts, but he kind of said, well, technically it's like five because the wings that are better for the. Yeah, but I still, I don't know. It's, I, I have to like sit down and look at that to like. I do too. See the connection, you know don't you wish we had like an Avraham Gileadi that was like just for Daniel and one that was just for Ezekiel like to really understand them and like spend their whole life studying them yes <laughs> get all the patterns because I was just looking up the 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 chiastic structure of Daniel and mm -hmm. so the whole thing forms chiasms but the Aramaic section itself has a chiasm and then there's all these other little ones in there and stuff and I was like Huh, I wonder if he has very layered 
ladder to heaven motifs and, and and different things in there as well if is there a bifid structure there like ah hmm. if i had time well so <laughs> so interesting because like those yeah so so in the very beginning of the Aramaic, in chapter two, you have Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And then the end of the Aramaic in chapter seven, you have Daniel's four beasts dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, so what would be in the middle of all those? Yeah. So here it points that um, the oh, dream of the four kingdoms replaced by a fifth and then the vision and so the fiery furnace versus the lion's den, our companions. And then Wait, how Daniel did you get interprets... this? This is on Where Wikipedia. They have that? So, I... yeah, the book of Daniel, Wikipedia. They were talking about chiastic structure in the oh, area section. Chiastic structure in Wikipedia? Yeah, there's Sorry, actually some really the... good stuff on Wikipedia sometimes. Really? I never <laughs> even thought like they would have anything. Oh my gosh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, so the interpretations of both the dream and the handwriting on the wall for Belshazzar are okay. the, the apex the of that, that chiastic structure. Oh, cool. And so oh, it says wow. the following is taken from Paul Reddit's Introduction to the Prophet. So some book Ooh, that we need to that read. Yeah, that is so cool. So yeah, Four kingdoms replaced by fifth, and then four beasts replaced by fifth. Oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah, so it starts with a dream, but ends with a vision. And then mm. there's the two captivities where yeah, the people, there's kind of miraculous. Oh, wow. Miraculous escapes from death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of symbolism in that, right? There's three friends in a fire. Yeah. And then here he's in a den of lions and look at all of the other lion motifs throughout other apocalyptic prophecies. Like, I think we have some interesting patterns wow. here that I had just never considered before. Hmm. That's really cool. That is way cool. All right. Let's scrap everything that we're doing and study Daniel for the whole <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Oh, cool. a lot of time. it's so cool because uh i mean again going back to feral like he was you know just showing how you know the like pulling like i think the the title of it was like isaiah daniel and revelation right like just how they're not necessarily isolated right like like how much of mm-hmm. John's imagery came from Daniel, and um, so yeah, yeah one part like, that he was mentioning a lot in his live presentation was mm-hmm. talking about the law of first mention, right? So that right. every prophet is going back to the prophet that first mentioned it mm-hmm. and referencing them, as well as creating their own prophecies and adding on to it. Yeah, I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, my brain is sufficiently blown for the night. <laughs> like so many different things. Like, what do I study first? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, 
I know. Remember, Mother, when we studied, um, so we did our in-person class on Ezra, and then we voted to go to Daniel next, and we muddled our way through trying to go in-depth, but like I was like, there's something more here, but I just don't feel mm. like we're ready for it yet. Now I'm oh like, now I have a lot of keys to go interpret it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. See, I still I've, have all my I've, slides. I've dabbled in it a little bit back and forth, but like this last week, I listened to a whole bunch of different things and things started connecting. And I, I was like that. My mind was like ready to blow up because it was like, holy crap. <laughs> Wait a minute. Redo, rewind. Redo. Get... I had, I had, because I study best with everything on the floor and then spread out in front of me. I don't, and then I like to lay on the floor. Uh -huh. You should yeah. see <laughs> my family room. It was a disaster. Mm -hmm. I just had everything, <laughs> colored pencils everywhere, pens. I, it was like, it was, but yeah. that's awesome. That is awesome. So my scripture, and then I took it in when I was like, I had been doing some work in my garage building shelves and I was sore so I needed to soak. I was soaking in some Epsom salt and I had it in there. Well, I got a few drops of water in there. I'm like, well, we're baptizing the Bible now. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so these are my slides from back when we did our oh. Daniel oh, wow. deep dive. Oh, awesome. When did you do that? Oh my gosh. This was prior to book clubs when I was just teaching scriptures out of my garage. <laughs> I bet you, what if we go through them, we will find a ton of links that that stand yeah. out just from knowing some different things. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm just looking through these, going, "Holy cow!" <laughs> like I put a lot of effort into those, and yeah, and here's my Hebrew and Aramaic thing right there. there oh yeah, that's so cool. I love that. I'd kind of forgotten about them. Uh, and I do have the chiastic structure, oh my too. God. Yeah. Huh. yeah. You have it even. You do. More broken down, right? That's awesome. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So there was the five layers of chiasmus. Well, yeah, but I'd forgotten all of it. <laughs> but I, I just didn't, I didn't understand what I was gathering and reading and stuff. Whoa. But yeah, I remember this one. There's five layers of chiasmus. So oh. if you take Daniel and divide it into two parts, then you have those different chiasmus that you can get out. But then if you divide it three ways, and then if you have the Chaldean chapters or individual chapters and the sections within a chapter, I totally forgot wow. about that. Whoa. Look at that. But I remember going through all of these, like the kings of Judah and Israel, marking which ones were good and bad. Hmm. And then putting them on like a timeline of everything. <laughs> this seems like ages ago. I totally forgot about all this. Yeah, I'm gonna you have to go to... through those and put those in Zion. <laughs> yeah, you need to put that in there. That's awesome. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I apparently do have some groundwork. I just gotta go back and remember what the heck that all was. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it, any 
anything else. I don't. I, my brain's just like fried. I I don't even know where to go anymore. <laughs> That's how I felt all week. With it. <laughs> but some more things connected better for me tonight because I mm-hmm. I had them, but they kind of connected better. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to dive through Daniel again and revisit that this week in, in deep, like I, you know, I'm always going through and, and highlighting my stuff, but I, I'm going to have to do more deep dive than, than I was originally planning <laughs> sometime <laughs> like tomorrow. We've got Morgan Philpot and Friday. We've got that Latter-day Saints on zoom. And then we've got, saturday what's the latter-day saints on zoom um so do you know like that one conference that they did a few weeks back where it was thursday friday and saturday and with larry ferris or whatever oh yeah 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 Uh uh-huh so he's doing um one he just has one presenter um the oh i think i did sign up for that i think yeah oh yeah Stephen Bishop, and he's coming to talk about this book. And so that's Friday night at 7 Mountain Standard. And what's that one tomorrow? What time is it again? And it's just your... That one... uh-huh. Yeah, so he's just coming here, and right. I'm going to be Zooming it. Um, it starts at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard time, goes till 9-ish. I don't know how long it goes, actually. So you're <laughs> we'll just see. basically... But, um, it's not recording. But, um, it's, it's just you're gonna zoom it, right? As it's live or whatever. Uh huh. Correct. Yeah. And you're just um, basically like interviewing Morgan or having conversation with him or letting no, him. No, he's just giving like a presentation to a group, and I mean, if there's any questions, like, you know, he he answers yeah. those in real time if anybody yeah. has questions. But it's mostly just a presentation. Oh, gotcha. Um, but crap, what was I gonna say? Has he been up there before already, or is this his first yeah, time? Yeah, he up? came up, but <laughs> like he came up once, and we were gonna go to it. But the people that organized it told a group of us the wrong day. They told oh. us it was on a Sunday when it oh, was actually no. on the Saturday before, and so we oh. missed it. And that's why I invited him back. Oh, cool. So, but oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is I asked him what he was gonna present on. And he's like, oh, it'll be different than the one that I did before there. This time, I'm going to really focus in on Ezra's eagle and the the scriptural patterns of the prophecies versus some of the other stuff that I was presenting the last time. So, anyway, so expect some Ezra's tomorrow. Yeah. Cool. So, um, were you guys here when I was talking about, like, what are schedule is like moving forward and stuff i can't remember but no pop that up i wasn't and i've been confused this last week i've been, and that hasn't been hard for me yeah. to be confused it's been a night <laughs> well no i have been the root of all confusion all right oh, no. so no no, no. <laughs> this week <laughs> this you don't week, know my um, life yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so we're gonna do saturday just oh, okay so last Saturday, we postponed it because I went to the Pickerings thing. And so how was that? we're going Sorry, to. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but how was that? It was really good. I mean, it was the most uncomfortable seating for an all day event. <laughs> it was just like old, hard wooden pews. <laughs> but we made it through. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, it was really good. There was parts of it that kind of lingered on because we were just, yeah, I don't know. But like, it could have been condensed a little bit, but like really great information and it was great getting to know people and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If it would have been closer, um, I'd have do it, but it was that's too far to go for just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Sorry, anyway, we're gonna this up. Saturday. <laughs> you're good. So this Saturday we're gonna do the uh, Learn of Me uh, number four um, for his anti mortal. What was it? Anti-mortal existence of Jesus Christ. So tonight we did the anti-mortal appearances, but on Saturday we're going to do the anti-mortal existence. And um, and also we'll cover another section of, of Daniel for our Come Follow Me section. But moving forward. Oh, eight. No, wait. What time uh, is it? 9 a.m. Yeah, so 9 o'clock at 9 a.m. will be Learn of Me, the Come Follow Me, or sorry, Topical Guide. <laughs> I'm getting punchy. And then um, 10 o'clock will be the Come Follow Me. So just two hours long, uh, just back to back on Saturday morning. Okay. But that will be our last of the prior schedule. So moving forward next week, we're going to throw the old schedule in the garbage. And this <laughs> is the new one. <laughs> so okay. uh, they voted we didn't want to do come follow me anymore we're just focusing on topical guide so that we're not having as much homework and, and stuff every week for the book clubs themselves so topical guide we're going to have three different sessions and they're all going to be studying the same thing from week to week so uh -huh. um, you just choose one of them you don't have to attend all of them so Sundays 8 to 9 p.m. Mountain Center time and then uh, Tuesdays, there's two different sessions, an early session at from five to six, and then a late session at, from eight to nine. And then our Hebrew book club or study group is on Thursdays. Um, so it's a, a three hour long Hebrew study group there. And then, uh, so that starts in January, the Hebrew one. Okay. You threw me for also, are we doing that now? <laughs> <laughs> nope yeah we'll, we'll start january in in there and then also starting in january uh my mom and i have been hosting isaiah decoded uh, for the isaiah institute but we finished that up and so these are uh, the ones that we are studying on saturday mornings so okay. in january uh, we're going to do a little book called modern idolatry in the end of the world it basically just goes through all of the things all of the idolatry that we need to get rid of uh, before we uh, can become Zion. And then in February, we're going to do the other little book called Becoming Kings and Queens of the Gentiles. Um, it's basically about how the laws of the son servant level and, and how to incorporate that and become kings and queens. And then um, from March through September... We're going to do dreams, visions, and near-death experiences compared to the, the prophecy of Isaiah. And so that's that 24-part lecture series that like is so good. Of all of Avraham's works, I think that that's probably like the best. Mm. Um, but anyway, so that's what we're going to do Saturdays. What, what link will that, will that be the Isaiah Institute link that we have through that or... Correct. It, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. We'll probably have a different Zoom link, but yeah, it'll be a separate one from the Isaiah Institute. Okay. So I'll, I'll let you go on that. Okay. 
Um, so here's the weekly view just to kind of <laughs> to recap. So there's three topical guides and those are going on right now. And then starting in January, we're going to add in those three Hebrew things on Thursday and the Saturday Isaiah. Okay. Um, and then as far as podcasts, so you don't have to participate in these, but these are what's coming. We already started the uh, Spiritual Gifts podcast. Uh, the first episode's up there. Uh, it's on learningzion.com slash gifts. Um, and you can start listening to that one, but we're also doing quite a few different things. These are when they're like starting this next year. So the, the cosmism and catastrophism, um, we're going to be doing, uh, here pretty soon, but that spiritual gifts one's already up there live. Wow. I don't know how you do all that. Yeah. I listened to your, their spiritual gifts one yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. So when are you doing the podcasts? You're doing them. It, there's not like any like set schedule or anything, okay. but that's when we're we're starting them. So I've got like five people lined up so far. If anybody wants to, uh, let me know and we can get you scheduled. And but they're just like one-on-one -on -one conversations with with people on a variety of different topics. Um, I'm so, so excited for those. That yeah, that's yeah, that's me, They're awesome pull that up again because i already forget what we're doing so like the <laughs> spiritual gifts um and then cosmism and catastrophism that's going to be me and wendy just having a a weekly conversation on well i don't know if it's going to be weekly but <laughs> we'll, we'll get it in there but of uh anthony larson's materials so and velikovsky and that's all awesome. that and then the write yourself in design series is one that's just going to be me i'm going to be doing that one in december um, the word studies throughout Isaiah, uh, I'm going to be uh, more information on that one. But anyway, it's going to be a, a really fun one because I find that a lot of people have a hard time doing word studies and, and don't know how to necessarily navigate that part of their, their study of Isaiah. So I'm going to yeah, bring in quite a few fun guests and, and things. Um, and then my mom and I are going to be doing the Holy Grail. Um, it's just going to be us reading the book and then commenting on uh, the different things that we're learning through that we it would be really fun to have like a whole book club but um we don't want to stress anybody out so <laughs> we're just going to do that it'll be a podcast version um the family history community project vlog and then davidic covenants um sometime next year hopefully around april awesome i'm yeah, excited it's gonna be that's, a fun year yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah that's going to be way cool. So I'm excited for it. Wow. All right. Well. Hey, can I um? See can I can I tell talk, tell you about something? Yeah, for sure. You want to turn your their thing oh, off? Do you want me? To, yeah. 